Hey, check this place out. Fancy. <clears throat> yes. Good afternoon. How may I assist you? Yeah, I was told by the Transmutation Magic Front Office that I could come here to see a guy named Professor Ferguson. Is that you? Yes, I am Professor Ferguson. And you are? Chapped. Hey, I only have a few minutes here. I gotta go back to the Learning Center and hook up with some fur, um, associates. But uh, what I need is somebody to help me out with the spell I've been working on, uh, uh, Flaming Arrows. It's, it just doesn't seem to be working the way I think it should. Of course. But before I do, could you tell me what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party? Leaving the Tainted Lake behind. The party quickly stops to investigate what seems to be the end of one of the handful of unlit exit tunnels they found beneath the water. Located next to the road that runs between Zexa and Altenchik. Later that night, during a rest, a long overdue sending spell to her parents leads Mia to believe that not everything is right in Beric. Assuming Niyogi are in the city, Hulsa, Dreg, and Mullen agree to stay with the party and fight with them against the alien scourge. Finally reaching the outskirts of Drukal, the party hears a mix of pained and frantic voices on the wind. Well done, Shaft. It looks like you've mastered it. But I will caution you. You can only maintain focus on one such spell at a time. Casting another spell requiring your full attention will dispel the flaming arrows. What do you mean? That's not true. I You can concentrate on more than one thing. I, I do it all the time. <laughs> I assure you, you cannot. Masters of the Arcane have tried for millennia and have not attained the ability to cast two such spells at one time. What are you talking about? You mean these guys can't figure out how to think about two things at one time? I mean... What if you have a Jovi song stuck in your head? You know, you're, 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 you're singing it and along and you're going, Ah, I sure would like to go get a nice alebender stout. I mean, you could keep both of those things in your head at one time. Well, that's not exactly the... Uh, I mean, surely it's not much of a leap to think that if I mark somebody for death with a spell, I can't also think that I can kill them with the flaming arrows. Well, Shaft, it doesn't work like that. You, you Wait, see, let me let me cut you off right there, Professor. I, I obviously have offended you. I'm I'm sorry. I, as you know, I'm a novice at this stuff, and you know nobody told me I couldn't do it, so I just didn't know any better. But so far be it from me to argue about uh, how spells work, right? Um, but I do appreciate what you've done. I've got to get back to the adventure. The voices do they sound? Can I hear them like? over the the sound of the storm and the wind or is it does it sound like they're they're uh, ghostly or do they sound like somebody's yelling um i mean they they sound uh with the emotion in which i recited them to you <laughs> like you you know it's it's amidst the wind i remember it's not a storm it's just a light light rain they are clearly coming from the direction of the the uh, silhouette of the tower that's kind of emblazoned uh, with these torches all am um, among it a few hundred feet away. Do we see people? No, not from this distance. You would have to get a little closer to investigate. My uh, my point is, do I believe these are real voices is what I'm saying. Is Can I do an insight check or something is my question. Yeah, absolutely. 
And we're headed toward the east gate, and the tower is to the north of the city, outside the city. That's right. Seven. Okay, um, I think with the, I mean, a seven, I don't, why don't you roll me a history check instead? <laughs> okay. <laughs> in addition, sorry, not instead, in addition. <laughs> there we go, 18. Ooh, there okay. we go. So, Bingo. you distinctly remember having a conversation with Percival the Paladin in Port Randis at uh, at the the Asinine Leopard about voices and their experience going to one of these towers and you know voices uh, uh. distinctly uh, Percy did mention to you that he heard the name Tobias obviously at the time he had no idea it was referring to you and you did not let on as such uh, but that wasn't that long ago and right. you can clearly see a tower in the distance. Very similar circumstance, perhaps. Okay. I think when I hear the voices at first, I'm going to uh, look over at the tower and then prod the horse quickly to, to trot very quickly towards the tower. And on my way, think about what's coming down and sort of slow down a little bit and think uh, to myself, this may not be what I think it is. Shaft. Do, do you tell any of us uh, what you're doing? You just Shaft? see me uh, just whap the horse and okay. and head off. Where are you Shaft? going? And I, I don't respond. I just uh, haul ass. Falzerin, he needs that cube thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with him. So I'll I'll spur my horse on and and make pursuit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look and see. Do I, do I, do I see any movement? Do I see anything uh, ahead of me as I get closer? Yes, as you approach, you can clearly see now the tower reaches about 100 feet into the air. The very peak of it still looks like it's under construction. Here, there is no light other than the torches set up. It's kind of uh, like they're just kind of staked into the ground around a loose perimeter around the circumference of this tower. So, so no blue light here. At the top of the tower, though, you know, you kind of kind of see where, again, left unfinished. Um, there's clearly what looks like to be a top floor up there, just like the walls around it have yet to be constructed. No roof over top of it just yet. Uh, but at the very top, of it, you can see this three-legged metallic structure, uh, like a like a tripod with an extending pole that rises up from where the three legs meet. It ends in what looks like a type of housing, you know, this kind of semicircular uh, space where something would would sit into it. In amongst the, in, in amidst the torches, there are, look like there's about a half a dozen paladins of cultists, and they are overseeing a number of mechanical cobras. It looks like there are five of them here, kind of milling about the base of the tower. They seem to be moving in a type of patrol pattern around it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll slow down to a stop and let Falzerin catch up to me. Yeah, I, I, was, I was coming after him, but trying to be, you know, I'm very, very weary. So I, I'm not trying to, like, go galloping in there very noisily. So um, I'm kind of scanning my surroundings. Trying to keep up with Shaft, but at the same time, you know, trying not to be too loud. So it's still raining and, you know, water 
pouring on us and, and such. And I'll wait till he pulls or comes up beside me. Not pulls up beside me. You don't pull up on a horse. When he mm. trots up beside me, I'll look over. I'll sort of... Did you hear the voices? Yes, it... I thought I heard one of the voices say Tobias. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, that's... Didn't, uh... Percival say something about the, the voices? Coming out of the mechanical things, and I point over oh. and sort of show him... Point at the, uh, the snakes. Yes, yes, I, I do remember that. And he had mentioned that one of the snakes said Tobias, did he not? Yeah. I'm not getting a good feeling about this. I I think you may be right. I wonder if there are some of those mechanical creatures around here. They, they could be quite dangerous. Alright. I, I sort of turn the horse around and head back to the others. Let's, let's go. Before you do, so sorry, Shakar Mia, you did not accompany Shaft and Falzrin. Can we see the top of the tower from where we were? Uh, you two uh, would would not be able to just because of because uh, of the darkness. You're not quite close enough to see it. But as Shaft and Falzrin, you both turn away. You you see what looks like like a, a, a periscope kind of pop up from the ground on either side of you and jolts of electricity pierce, like like rake through the, the dirt at your horse's feet. So the horses are going to need to make a dexterity check because this only affects those that are touching the ground. So I'm going to get Shaft and Falzerin to make an animal handling check. And if you hit the certain DC, that'll give your horse advantage on this dexterity check. 20. <laughs> Leland's face. <laughs> I know how to. I know how to handle my animal. Yay! <laughs> uh, Twelve for Falzern. So both of your horses will have a zero modifier <laughs> to their dexterity. But Shaft, with your animal handling, I think you. You know, as you're kind of turning, uh, you know, looking as at kind of where you're guiding your horse to, you, you kind of maybe see this a little before Falzern does, and you, your horse will have advantage on this dexterity saving throw. So both of you can go ahead and roll for your horses, and give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Okay, so zero modifier. I'll just roll it here. Do we see this happening? Are they close enough? Yeah, so Shakara and Mia, you both, see, especially Mia, is going to notice this immediately. You see the, the sparks of the electricity coursing through the ground uh, at their feet. If you kind of imagine from the distance that they pulled up, it's it's basically, you can see them, right? But then further to the to the torchlight to make out any of the details is a little outside of, outside of uh, you know, your sight line. Thirteen. <laughs> I see his face. Uh, my, my horse rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will remind you both that your riding horses have uh, HP of 13. Oh, plenty to work with. We're basically at your call. You're fine. I barely knew ye, horsey. I didn't even name this horse. Quick, <laughs> name goodness, it real quick. Right? Quick, quick, quick. I think mine will be named... Ripper, because he's he's gonna die. Well, it depends. You tell me the damage roll, and I'll decide if I'm gonna name it Brendel or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Falzern's horse takes twenty lightning damage. Shafts <laughs> making the save will only take ten. I did roll very Brendel high on that. This shocking 
development. <laughs> draws the attention. <laughs> it draws Pun the intended. attention of the paladins and the cobras, the latter of which immediately begins swarming towards you, Shaft, and falls her in. Those random voices that ring out through the air as they approach, the same voices you heard carried on the wind, repeating those single those sentences over and over again. You clearly see that they're the source of the voices. Shaft, you can pick out very easily the one that Nina's voice is originating from. Behind them at the base of the tower, three more figures begin to move. They seem to kind of suddenly appear from, from nothing. Before you realize that that these stone men, they were kind of camouflaged, right? And they carry these huge slab of perfectly carved rectangular rock in each of their hands uh, as they, they move away from the very base of the stone tower. More movement from above you at the top of the, where the unfinished part of it is. This kind of uh, this like sucking sound, like a suction cup being pulled from a surface joins the chorus of the, these disjointed voices. As you see, see three autonomous ballistae with mounted draconic heads. They roll across the outer walls of the tower, that suction, like every time the wheel turns, just sticking like a, like a, like a spider would stick to, right to the side of these towers. They each open their mouths, the sharp point of a five-foot long bolt reflects torchlight as they do so preparing to fire can i can i do something as i've like seen this shock happening and then they're obviously observing this but i think after i saw the electricity like i would want to race my horse up to them and and try to see what's going on absolutely shakara as well okay and then of course your entourage will follow halsa mullen and dragwell uh, also, as you, uh, the five of you spur your horses to meet with Falls and Shaft. And just as it's kind of like uh, almost like Shaft and Falls are like equidistance, right, between these two forces, as the rest of the party is catching up and the Cobras are hot, uh, are making their own way, advancing towards our two sole <laughs> original of the f- members of the podcast. <laughs> you hear one of the Paladin shout and hold up his hand hold hold and the the these these mechanical monsters immediately freeze in place so the voices do not stop more of them having been added to this symphony of, of shouts and cries with with the with the ballistae and the stone men having made their presence known i'll kill you i'll kill all of you no not not you again get out of my dreams get out of my head Again, those sentences repeated over and over again, just these this cacophony of voices. And the paladin that, that shouted his command, command, again, he was on his way as well, of course, kind of hits and moves up to you as, as the rest of the party joins Shaft and Falzer and Shakara and Mia, you taking in all these sights now that I previously described to the ranger and mm-hmm. our wizard. And the, the, the constructs just are, like, frozen as if they were statues themselves. I just hold my hands up and go, ah, no, no worries, we're here for Samuel. We've been sent. The paladin closes within 20 feet of you. He sheaths the sword that he had instinctively drawn from this. Clearly this is to some type of alarm, right? These scouts machines. 
and he pulls off his leather gloves, kind of you know holding up a hand before he does, reaching reaches up to his hand to his ears, and he removes what look like two bits of candle wax from them. He kind of brandishes them to you. It's about the only damn way the you know you can be out here with these these things. Uh, I'm I'm Silas Grohl. I'm captain of the the Tower Watch. He taps his forehead with one thick finger. Is he seems to be a, a bit of a heavy set man, human, motioning to his own circlet of the wise, looking at yours, of course. Now, either you all somehow managed to get your hands on some pretty nifty items through thievery and probably violence, or the lot of you are the ones cultists sent word about. We're here for Samuel. That's us. We are they. In the flesh. I'm uh, sorry about the shock. Uh, you kind of triggered our perimeter. And he kind of gives gives a whistle. And out from where the, the periscopes are, which Shikara and Mia now you can see as well, uh, burrow up from the ground. They look like... It looks like a... Almost like a maggot with a bit of a maw on it. It's kind of like like that's the shape that its body takes. Almost like it's not quite segments, you know, but it's very clearly um, strung together uh, of of metal overlapping metals, right? And they each have uh, two little two arms with uh, that come to a single point on either side of them, and instead of legs, they have these spiked wheels like spokes. Um, like a yeah, like a, like a spoked tire without the actual tire kind of thing. They kind of bury up out of the ground and just sit tight at Silas's whistle. Well, Silas, wow, this is quite the operation you've got here. Samuel really failed to mention the extent of his uh his search for the gauntlets and the uh, amulet here in Drukal. I don't really have any details on that stuff. I just watched the tower. It's not quite done yet, as I'm sure you can you can see. Oh, let's get it out of the rain. Can you can you take us in the tower so we can uh, dry off? Yeah, I mean we can step inside, but there's no roof on it. Oh, right. I, th- I thought there was floors, and just the top floor wasn't okay. You, I mean, you again, you haven't been inside, so he's he's telling you there's a roof, but you have no idea. Obviously, you have you have no idea what what is actually inside of it. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a reasonable thing for Shaft to think that there might be floors to it. Well, I think since we're here, we should at least check it out. I mean, I can give you a tour. There's not much to see. Follow me. Uh, and he kind of looks over at Falls and, yeah, uh, sorry about your horse. Uh, I don't have a replacement for it. But you're not too far from the city. Hop on, Falls and I'll scoot up. <laughs> Thanks, Shaft. It, it, it's it's quite all right, Silas. Uh, no no need to apologize. I'll uh I'll have one of the stone defenders pick it up and put it somewhere that will be out of the way. Silas, have you been inside the city? Oh yeah, uh, you know I'm. We're not the only only ones out here that keep watch. We we, we take shifts. And what are the conditions? Well, uh, I mean, what do you mean? Are there Nyogi? Why are you wearing the circlet? I mean, why are you wearing the circlet? I think that's a pretty obvious question. We intend to go against them. Do you? Do you expect them here? We're not out here watching the tower for nothing. So there have been sightings. There have been attacks. I knew it. I will say, though, I haven't seen any sign of them inside the walls of the city. But even just, we're not that far out. They swarm us. I mean, it's good. Th- if we didn't have these things, I don't know what we would do. 
What about underneath the city? I, I don't, I don't know. I've never been underneath the city. Silas, where did you guys get your circlets? Are there extra at all? Cause we we have a few companions here that are that are lacking one. Yeah, I, uh, I noticed that. Uh, I'm unfortunately each soldier is just assigned their own. We don't have a store of them. When okay. we were dispatched, hmm. we were given them. I assume when the rest of the forces arrive, they're all going to be outfitted with them as well. Yeah, perhaps they will have more then. You do not have any extras here. Any that are no longer needed. He kind of, you know, a, a bit of a sardonic smile at your implication. Fortunately, we don't have any extras just lying around. I'll nod at him. Uh, to the tower? Yeah. Sure. Maybe he'll just begin walking with you. Okay. Are we on target to uh, come online here soon? Like in a week or so, right? I mean, when uh, Samuel sets a deadline, you better meet it. Right, so you have the power source and everything. Nope, that's not here. Not until it's up and running. From what I understand, the source will be coming with Samuel himself, so... I've I've often wondered what the inside of one of these looks like. Is, is there much to see? I mean, not really. It's pretty much just a hollow spire. And, you know, he's, you approach uh, the, the the front, the door, I guess. It's less of a gate. It's more of a, a, a kind of a, a larger than standard door like you would find in, in a building in, in a city, right? Uh, but it does look like it is very thick, thick wood, reinforced with metal stripping and all that. He kind of, you know, throws it open as you approach. And he motions over to some of the other paladins to, like, take the reins of your horses as you were all kind of stepping off, right? So they don't just kind of saunter off <laughs> into the storm. And the cobras go back to their kind of patrolling pattern. And the uh, the the two, the bronze scouts is what they're called, the ones that burrowed underground, they go back into underground and you see them kind of, you know, the little uh, shifting of, of soil and sand as they move underground and burrow close to the surface, back out to about get where they had you know, you had encountered them to this this perimeter line almost. And you can all step inside the tower, immediately in front of you. So this tower, it's actually quite large, has about a 50 to 55 foot diameter. And immediately in front of you, there looks like there is, uh, what looks like, like a divot in the ground that's starting to, to be dug um, or like, clearly intending to be like a pit or something other than that just leading up there is like a stone staircase just spiral staircase spiraling around the uh inside edge of it all the way up to the top in which you kind of see you see there is a top floor like you surmised uh shaft and standing over a hole in the center of it is that that tripod structure so it's almost it's like a ring right so there is an opening or like a donut at the top so if rain is coming down and of course the soil at your feet is getting all muddied uh you do see like the 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 half dug pit there is a you know a couple inches of water that is has built up in there from from the rainfall but other than that there's literally nothing else in in the side of the tower that tripod thing is what mia and i saw at alstoff's 
Yes, you have seen a schematic of that exact apparatus. Frick, you have a good memory. I remember that. I'll, I'll just kind of uh, nudge you, Mia, and I'll gesture to it. Mia has a better memory, so she's like, not. Yeah. Leland, also, I'm going to kind of um, discreetly hide the handle of my sword, the Dread Knight sword, just in case they recognize it. Okay, I gotcha. So, and Silas can just, you know, he brandishes, a, you know, like a, a like a flourish. <laughs> like I said, it's not much to see. That looks like it's coming along pretty nice. How long does it take to build one of these? Well, I mean, you throw enough enough, uh, enough manpower at it, you get it up pretty quickly. It's less the actual structure that takes the time. It's it's more of the, you know, when the, the magic wielders come in and do their thing. I, I couldn't tell you much about that, but... Now, I'm curious... What is what is the thing in the center, you know, at the top there, that tripod? What, what does that do? I assume it uh, it holds whatever makes a light. Ah, uh, it holds the artifact. I actually, yeah. I only recently came into this position. I actually haven't even seen a functioning one. Oh, what happened uh, to the other captain? Well, I'm not sure what happened to to my predecessor if they had him down south but for this tower specifically i'm i'm the first captain of its watch ah uh, that makes sense so there's a captain assigned to each tower right so captain silas you you knew we were coming um any instructions for us specifically or anything we should know no nothing uh, nothing specific i mean you i i don't think you're here to help us with the tower assembly i assume no no not really no 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 uh, I'm not really, really all that great when it comes to the manpower department, but it is interesting. I've I've been very curious about what a tower looks like up close. Never had a chance to take a closer look. I mean, it seems like a bit of a waste of stone, if you ask me. There's nothing in here. Not yet. Um, now, I kind of look at Falzer, and, and then I look back at Silas, and I think, uh, so Silas, do, do you guys have any instructions as to like once once the tower's functioning how you can sort of survive its area of effect well like i mean like i said i've never i've never handled them before but there's there's this thing that you know it it keeps you safe from 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 the lights right and then if yeah, the tower you, can you guys do have its those job, here uh, no i mean we haven't given any of them yet like i said it's not functioning yet so there's no need to keep anything like that on hand Oh, okay. Is Samuel bringing those then? I I would assume so. I mean, we our crew had to mobilize pretty quickly to get up here as, as fast as we did. So we didn't have all that much information. But you, you know, you know, Coltis when he says jump, you say how high. Where am I gonna land? Yeah. See, so you got the see, so got the snakes. Those things are annoying. I mean, the sounds coming out of those things constantly. Yeah, you know they're they really grate on you. That, those that wax. It's a lifesaver, but when things are quiet, they settle down a little bit. It's almost like it's almost like they go to sleep or something. It's 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 strange. Huh. I've never seen anything like these before. They just keep saying the same thing over and over again. Each one of them saying something different, different voice. Each snake has its own voice. Yeah, actually, each each one of the constructs out there does. Actually, I heard each being has a separate voice. I don't know if they're beings. I mean, they're they're made. They're created. Are they? Well, I mean, that's what the... 
Again, I'm not at a station where I get told very much. But there's talk within the ranks in any organization, right? If you put your ear to the right, right. place and the right door, you'll hear. So between us, maybe, I heard from the boys down south that they put something in them to power them. And that's, as soon as you turn them on, they start talking. Otherwise, you pull that thing out, nothing. They're, they're lifeless. They're dead, I suppose, if they're really beings. But what kind of being can you just flick a switch for? Right. It, it just doesn't make sense to me why a metal snake would be saying, you know, help me, heal me, you know, that kind of thing. That doesn't make sense. There are many things that can be trapped. Many ways in which to trap them. So you think those are people inside of those things? Like, like a soul. Soul trap? I am afraid. So. Oh, shoot. Well, okay, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear any of this. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't I didn't say anything uh, about this. I, I can't do anything about it. I've just put my plugs in. I drown them out. I just keep the tower safe. Uh, I didn't mean to overstep. Uh, please. No, no, no. It's, it's, these are all just theories. You're, you're cool. I, I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody anything. I'm looking back at everybody. Sort of giving them a, an eye like... Uh, uh, tell, tell, tell anybody tell anybody about, about what? Exactly. <laughs> Shaft, I have something I need to discuss with you later. Uh, sure. As you're all having this conversation, you see uh, Dreg, specifically. He's just kind of walking the inside perimeter of, of the tower, and you see his, his, his remaining hand is lightly kind of touching stone in some places uh, with, his, with his remaining fingers. Just kind of looks very curiously, almost like a, as if, uh, similar to how he looked in uh, Campbell's shop, right? He's just kind of in the middle of, 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 of you know, arcane something. Arcane, whether it's items in a magic shop or clearly he's showing the same type of interest around the base of this tower. Falzerin notices this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I would wander over and sort of just observe somewhat behind him over his shoulder sort of more or less and see if I can sort of you know put anything together about what he might be looking at now I'm just picturing drag doing something and falls and standing behind him and just mimicking everything that he does <laughs> I was gonna say I picture falls <laughs> whispering into drag's ear yeah I Sweet thought this nothing? was gonna be a, a ghost situation here but <laughs> 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 just puts his hand on top of his hand on top of the rock falls why don't you make me an arcana check please uh 14. you notice where kind of drag touches there's almost like this this glinting or, or this glimmer in, in a few different places in which he has put his hand interesting Okay. Have I seen anything uh, performed like that? Or, or does this remind me of anything I've read about or seen in Heraklion? It's clear. I mean, it clearly, like, Dreg isn't, like, casting anything, right? He's, right? he's clearly finding something on the stone. And he, he calls he calls you over, right? He sees your, your interest as well. Falzerin, can you, can you see these, these symbols? You see them, and he kind of points out, and, and, and again, kind of will roll your arcana over as you, if you come over and inspect. As as Dreg is like pointing it out to you, almost like ma as he's making you aware of it. This this 
symbol, kind of uh, like a like a, it's almost like a scrawl of, of of script, of arcane script. You can you see it like like a rune, sort exactly, of. and just kind of, it, it's becomes suddenly entirely clear to you. It's something inscribed onto the stone. Can you can you make this out, Valdrin? I I do I do see what what you're talking about now that I get closer, Dreg. Do you do you know what it is? What it symbolizes? I'm afraid I'm afraid that I might. This specific one here. And it's like many others around the perimeter of, of, of the, the tower, it's it's an amplification rune. I, I've used these with Alstoff building the safety shell. They're meant to amplify any power directed through them. And he, he, you know, he puts his hand up to his, his forehead, like, you know, his, his head in his hand. I don't think the anchors are the only thing that Samuel's ad- adopted from Alstoff. So you think, are, are these not commonly known? Is it, is it likely that Alstoff is involved in this as well? You, you see this, this curve here, this, well, it's, it's clearly an imitation, but this, this is Alstoff's, it's almost like his, his signature on a work of art. This is clearly taught to someone by Alstoff. Well, that is unfortunate news. It, it actually doesn't come as that much of a surprise to me to learn this because we've suspected that Alstoff has played a role in manufacturing these constructs. So the fact that he's using this sort of magic as well sort of makes sense. I should have recognized his handiwork. I I don't believe that he's powering the mechanical creations. Uh, he was never one to... to he simply built the shell. I mean, even when it came to the safety shell, I had to provide the power source, a bit of my own power imbued right. into them. He, he's not... He doesn't possess much magical power, well, is what I, you're saying. I don't believe he's the source uh, of what is allowing these constructs to move. So there's at least one other person involved who has more mastery of magic the arcane arts Isabella Jessica Coltis Jessica I don't know it could be Coltis himself <laughs> Silas Brendel wrapping up you know his his please don't rat on me <laughs> I mean if there's anything else we can we can do for you that's that's back to you know what I was told at least you have free reign to, to whatever services that we might be able to provide if you need extra men, um, you know, extra extra soldiers. That's that could be arranged. Just I assume you're heading to the city. Just stop by the Tickly Servant. Great place. We're, Paladins are. It's like our barn. It's like almost, we rolled in and we had this place. For, it's it's our place. You'll be welcomed with open arms there. Oh yeah, I know the place. Maybe uh maybe we'll get you an ale bender there. Kick one back. <laughs> 
I won't uh, deny having a few already, but I'll take another. Captain Grohl, the importance of the tower is in what it will protect. Do not underestimate it. Of course. No, uh, take my duties very seriously. And not just because I'll be punished incredibly harshly should I not perform it. <laughs> <laughs> not just because my life depends on it. <laughs> we will report favorably to Cultus on your behalf. I appreciate that. I, I do hope you all have success uh, for whatever you're here to do in the city. We appreciate that. Turn around and leave. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get back on the horse to sort of go over to Falzer and hold my hand down to him and go, Hop on, buddy. Come on, Drag. I'd hand a hand down to Drag, but... <laughs> well, Drag has his own horse, thank you very much. He's a big boy. And, <laughs> you see, he, he, he hesitates a little as he's pulling away from like where he was inspecting at the wall. But, yeah, I mean, of course, he accompanies the lot of you. He puts himself on his horse one hand at a time. Just like the rest of us. <laughs> like the rest of us. Uh, before Mia like mounts, she's just gonna kind of walk up to the thing that shocked and killed the horse and just kind of like look at it and sort of inspect. Just oh well, those, I don't know. so those the specific construct they, they went had, down yeah, back. They had buried bird. Okay, they retracted. If, okay, if just kind of like looks where they were. Sure, yeah, yeah. The dirt, you, you can know? see, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just sort of like I was interested by that, but yeah. I mean, if, if any of you would like to get a closer look at one of these co other constructs, you absolutely can do that. Uh, like Silas uh, said, no it's... Mia doesn't like snakes. Yeah, I'd like to get closer to one of the snakes and look over it. What is the one saying? This one is one of the ones that is saying, uh, no, not you again. Get out of my dreams. Get out of my head. And you see that it's... Now, now that you're kind of, you are taking a look at them, they actually do. Each of them are somewhat unique. There's obviously this like this base model, I suppose that you could say, or, or again from from like a sketch or a plan that Tinnerman uh, is creating them from. But there, there's there's always something a little like different than compared to to the other one. Um, whether that is simply uh, a bit of maybe it's metallic, like the coloring and the pieces of metal that it was used. Uh, or even just a bit of the, the way uh, its body might be shaped or something like that. There's something unique about each of them. Can I touch it? Will it let me I put my hand out and try and touch it? Yeah, you, you, like, I, like I said, it's back to kind of this slow patrol back and forth. And if you put a, reach a hand out as it's passing by, like your, your fingers kind of glide against it as it's moving past you and it doesn't seem to react to your touch at all. Who is in your head? I'll try and get in front of it. And it stops. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't try to like push past you. It will stop as you if you step directly in front of it. So it doesn't really have eyes, right? It, it has uh, the approximation of eyes, where basically a kind of a rounded piece of metal is set into the overall structure of its of its face, right? The cobra with the its metallic hood, right? Kind of constantly, always set in a state of, of flare, like warning, like flaring out, right? So there's nothing for you to like read or anything, but as you speak to it that sentence again repeats twice very quickly what do you see who were you that same of the sentence uh, again you're communicating with it more right uh, that sentence picks up it's still just that single sentence seems that all that is it can say but it's now repeating faster and faster and faster 
So it seems like it's reacting to her questions. Uh, yes. In some way. That's right. I take notice of this. There is nothing I can do for you now. But I shall try. The voice stops for a few seconds and then repeats at a slow, a little slower and at a reduced volume. I will put my hand on it again in like the heart area and give it a little pat and walk away. Can I hear the one that's Nina's voice? Yep, you can definitely find it and pick it out, yep. I'll ride the horse over to that direction. Falzern, are you on the horse with me? Yeah, yeah, I am. And how tall do these things stand? They're a medium-sized uh, creature, so they're probably, if, if they were uh, fully coiled, like on a, on a coil of tail, it would be about four or five feet tall. Okay, so I'll go over to that one. I'll look down at it, and I'll say, Can you hear me? Tobias, where are you? Come back, Tobias. Why have you left me? Nina. And then to see if it repeats it again. Tobias, where are you? Come back, Tobias. Why have you left me? I'm coming. And I pull the horse away and start trotting back towards Drakal. As you turn, it says, Tobias? And a pause this time. And then as if it's like immediately repeating, Tobias? Tobias? As you maneuver the horse away. I keep going. The mechanical men in Heraklion weren't speaking, though. They were not. Yeah. They were different things, though, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I'm just... It's just a... Observation? Construct, though. Yeah, exactly. So, is everybody following? Yeah. Yeah, I, I already left. I don't like snakes. I think once we get out of earshot... I'm sorry, you won't get out of your shot. Sorry, sorry, something happens. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. Okay. I'm giving you no time to process, Shaft. <laughs> Tobias? Tobias? I was going to share! Tobias? <laughs> As you're you know, stepping away, you're kind of back out of the perimeter, and now that you know to, to look for them, you can see, like, the eye stalks, uh, and it looks like they're... These guys are moving underground with the eye stocks up, kind of keeping a watch, right? As they and then they're kind of moving again around. Seems like they've set up this perimeter. But as you're, you're, you know, you're plodding, you know, down one horse, unfortunately, back to, back to the road. You hear this like guttural grunt, and many of them, a few of them, from coming from what sounds like behind the the tower, almost beyond the the torchlight, northward towards the base of the Vorgarag mountains. And like the, that now of course Schaff and Falzerin for sure recognize this sound, the sound of the jolting of, of the scouts from, you know, beneath, beneath their feet. And you see kind of a, a spark of it far off into the dark, again, northward back behind the tower. And the constructs into action immediately once more. The paladins uh, stationed outside. Silas again drawing his sword, as you know he's kind of in the middle of waving to you as you're walking away, and then that hand just immediately, uh, like any any like amusement or something he had on his face as he was like wishing you well regards and saying goodbye. Like he's back to business, stone faced as he was when he was approaching you. Grabs his pulls his sword, and starts again charging back towards the, where the lightning uh, came from. This time. You do not hear him scream 
hold or to pause the the constructs. The ballistae up top again, that, that sound of the suction cups as they maneuver back around to face out northward. Do we recognize the sound of the grunts? Like what would make that noise? Why don't you each roll me a perception check and Shaft, you can roll with advantage. How long has it been since Shaft ate? Is it his uh. tummy grumbling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You just I get ate. An, I get advantage on that. <laughs> you guys all have disadvantage. <laughs> you said perception? Yeah. I have a 12 for Shakara. Uh, 14 for Falzerin. 22 for Shaft. 19 for Mia. So you can all hear what sounds like like running feet, like the uh, many footsteps pounding against this, this, the dirt uh, of, that makes up the landscape around around the tower. And Shaft, you immediately like you you you've heard the grunts like that, the deep throaty grunt of an orc in pain before. Your time in the mountains, you definitely. Uh, recognize that that sound and uh, above at the tower the ballista bolts they finally they let loose and they sail into the darkness beyond the torchlight you just hear the the whistle through the the light rain in the air before balls of fire just erupt at where the bolts hit their marks in the flash of these fires you see approaching waves of orc warriors what looks like a rough very rough count, nearly two dozen of them charging the tower and its defenders. Above you, swooping down into the sight of all of your dark visions and the torchlight around you, you, you see and hear the beating of leathery wings and the sharp repetitive like clicks like echolocation of giant bats, each with an orc rider of their own. And they grip another figure by the shoulders. They're carrying these creatures, they they look like warped orcs. Their sharp black bones jut out from forearms, from elbows, uh, from, from kneecaps, out of their broad, furry shoulders. Two curved horns jut out the side of their heads, and each of them carry this gnarled, thick bladed greatsword. As the bats let them drop, they land around you. And you see each of these creatures have a tattoo on their foreheads. That's exactly what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Can we Yogi. tell if they are tattooed or not? <laughs> Orcs. Dang it. Let's roll a digital. <sighs> 19 for Shaft. I have a 17. Uh, I got a 13. It's a 7 for Falzern. Atop these these bats, you see, like I said, there's four of them. Um, it looks like there's two different types of orcs uh, among the, the four bats here the, as riders. The first ones that that move, they they they're hooded, like uh, they, they are wearing like light leather armor. See, each of them kind of carries a rapier at their side, similar similar to Shaft. But they're just the and these bats are, are kind of constantly in motion, just circling around you with their riders. But the uh, the red fangs are up first. The red fangs are the bats. No, the red fangs are the the orcs. So, so these bats are these bats. I mean, they're mounts for these. So they 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 work the same as like your horses do. Or pegasus. One of the red fangs just kind of points to the middle of this group, and 
everything goes black, except for Shakara. As a magical darkness, magical he conjures darkness. a magical darkness around you. Brick. That, of course, does get the, the troops that the bats have dropped off. But it does look like it gets just about everybody. The second red fang, Shakara sees that they draw what look like darts from, from a pouch of theirs. How, how, how would each of you react as this darkness kind of goes around you? Like, what would your characters like? What are the bo like the 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 bodily movements or that your or your characters would would do or or act or utter or something? I would grasp at my goggles, like they stopped working. I think Falzern is probably just frozen in place, uh, and I think he he's probably preparing for what he's going to cast when when he's able. I would be trying to look to see if I could f tell which one casted that. Cast, cast, cast it? Um, and then just watching to see what they're going to do. Can I tell which one did the casting? Oh, yeah, you can definitely. Uh, it would be uh, Red Fang 1 on the map. I think I would start striding towards it. Mia's gut reactions to put her hand on her hammer and, like, basically, when it gets magic, magical darkness like that, she would pretty much want to call lightning and just see if that could help her see just shooting lightning down. But I know it's not. I know it's not my turn, obviously, right? But it's like right. my hand is moving. That's my instinct. Right. Yeah. But what I was getting at is the second Red Fang clearly sees Shakara looking at the both of them as if she was able to see. And I will note that so these bats are like forty feet up in the air. They're not landed. They're still flying. Just keep that in mind. But that orc pulls out two darts and will throw both of them at Shakara. For a critical hit and only a 16. 16 does not hit. My AC is lowered now since I'm carrying the dark sword and I had to put away my shield. Oh, right. Okay. But 16 still does not hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the critical hit with the max plus a roll is going to be 21 piercing for the single dart. And then Shaft, you're up. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'm going to grasp at my goggles. I'll sort of take them on and off to see if something's not working right and uh, sort of yell out, where'd everybody go? What's going on? And I'm going to ready an action. So when I hear uh, the guttural noises of, of one of these orcs or sense something near me, I'm going to swing at it. Okay. Um, so I will say before, before the darkness was... Uh, was 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 created. It looks like there was one of the the horned orcs had dropped right next to Shaft Falzerin on their horse. There is one directly in front of Mia and Torrent, and a little ways away from uh, Shakara and Buttercup. Another of them has dropped about five feet away from Mullen and his horse, and then the fourth are right next to Hulsa and Dreg on their, their mounts. So you all, you you can all like have this picture, right? Of before everything went dark is the scene, the last you knew of what it, what was happening. Hmm, okay. Well, in that case, I'll, I'll, I'll if I, was I looking, like if I was looking right at it, when everything went dark and I have a sense that they're right in front of me, I would probably take a few steps forward and swing my bronze scimitar. Uh, I assume with disadvantage. Yes. Yep. 
Uh, see, that would be a 16. That's a hit. <laughs> awesome. You see, you was wildly in the dark, and you're you feel your blade like scrape and stab into something like hard, incredibly hard. Falzern's very excited. So that I think that's 18 damage because I don't have Colossus Slayers. Obviously not been hit. I got that joke, Leland. Oh, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Nobody else did. That's all what right. What was the joke? I missed it. Sorry. All that matters is somebody got it. Sorry. You I don't said, know that I missed you it. You said 18? <laughs> it wasn't much of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So since I made purchase with the bronze-scaled scimitar, and I, I assume I, I heard some kind of a... A noise or a reaction when I when I bit into it, so it wasn't Falzer and screaming "ouch." No, uh, I assume I hit the orc, and then I uh, come around with the sword of oozes and try to uh, to hit with my second attack with disadvantage still, which is a twenty-eight with disadvantage. Oh my goodness! And what? yeah, piercing damage is thirteen plus acid plus Colossus Slayer, so it's thirty points of damage. Well done. With my bonus action, this I'm just going to cast Hunter's Mark on. Well, I, can I cast Hunter's Mark on something I can't see? Uh, magically mark it as your, you choose a creature you can see, so I can't do that anyway. All right, I'm done. Well, are you going to take your second attack with your scimitar? I'm not bonus action, so yeah, so it would be the other scimitar. So still with disadvantage, that's a 19. <laughs> yeah, my God. And that would be 20 points of damage. Okay. You aboard the dock. Uh, do you want to move the horse at all? No. All right, Mia. So you said I have a Tanarak in front of me before the darkness fell. Yeah. Um, darkness falls, and Mia like puts her hand on her hammer. You know, she's like, "Do I, do I call lightning? Do I?" The the problem with calling lightning is is I know that I have to choose a spot for it to sort of hit, and I don't I don't want to accidentally hit anyone that is a friendly. So. Uh, I, I will tell you that if you cannot see a spot to choose, you cannot call lightning. Okay, so I can't, I can't <laughs> even, I, I like think twice. I will, I will <laughs> like, also say like you, you're, you're actually kind of sitting right on the edge, so you kind of like you almost see like Torrent, you can't even see Torrent's head. Oh, well, okay, I guess you can't see anything. So I guess you don't okay. even really know where you are. I, you don't know that I'm on the edge. <laughs> I was gonna though, say, yeah. you like see the wall of darkness as your hand passes through, but that doesn't make any sense. That only works if you're on the other side of it. <laughs> right. Like, I see one hand and not the other. <laughs> yeah, no. What I will do is I'll take my hammer, and I'm going to, like, I am going to uh, a melee range, though. But I'm on the horse, so can I throw it without disadvantage, or is that... Uh, no. Well, okay, but because you can't see anything, you have disadvantage anyways, so have at it. True. Kind of like a jouster, I think. Mia's gonna like put the hammer in her left hand, like where she knew the guy was, and like kick kick Torrent and be like go and like just try to melee attack and like move forward with it, like get the force of the horse with me. Okay, <laughs> a little rear up and then a huh. Yeah, like a like our I don't have spurs or anything cool, but that's only a twelve to hit. That one is a miss, unfortunately. Oh, it would be a disadvantage. I didn't even roll two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dang it. You still have movement. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I 
I'm like here now. Like I move, I move like five feet up. Yeah, and then you you do find that you are on the edge of it, and you step right. So I can out of see it. now. Now you can see. Yeah. And now you see the wall of darkness that you can put your hand into, and it disappears. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. I was trying to describe before. <laughs> that would be so spooky. Mullen is wearing the eye patch of dark vision, isn't he? He is. Oh, dark vision, not not magical magical darkness. darkness. Yeah. Uh, oh, bonus action. Mass healing word, anyone? <laughs> uh, that would be. I mean, the very Tanner time. sure could use it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll do? I will. Uh, I'll cast my spiritual weapon. So I will uh, create my spectral hammer uh, within range and. Um, I can make melee spell attacks against creatures within five feet of the weapon. So let's cast my spiritual hammer. Ooh. The, my hammer rolled a 26 to hit. Yeah, that's good. And uh, it does. Oh, I just did third level, so that's okay, though. That's okay. That's okay. That's a uh, 10 force damage. 10 force damage to Tanaruk 2. Right. And I'll leave it there, but as bonus actions on my turns, I can I can move and use that hammer. So. Halsa is next. She is going to take her horse and spur it straight forward. She just kicks it forward as far until basically she's coming out of the darkness. At which point she'll stop and kind of round... Now, of course, still unable to see Shakara, but she will send an uh, Eldritch Blast up at one of these red fangs. Ooh, that's a... Jeez, that's only a 10, so that's going to be a miss. As this blue lightning that none of you can see <laughs> sparks from her fingers and misses the, the bat and, and the orc uh, astride it. Next, the other two orcs on the bats, blinded as well, or at least unable to see each of you. Out of curiosity, does magical darkness occupy like a sphere, or is like every spell different? Like uh, every spell is different, but darkness itself is a sphere. Okay, so like if I were to have flown up, I could have eventually been out of it, but like who knows? Like I wouldn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you could have done that. Okay. Those in the darkness and Shakara can see that uh, the the other two orcs actually land with their bats. And they will get off. Shakara, you can see these ones a little closer now. They they each, like, their claws and the nails on them, they've been sharpened to these elongated points. As, you know, they let go of the, the reins, nearly shredding them in their, <laughs> as they're handling them. But they're uh, off their bats, and they do nothing else. Shakara, yeah. Sparky! Attack that orc! And I will point to Red Fang 1. Sparky does have blind sight, so he should be able to sense. Dang. Okay, roll away, Spark. Uh, he tries to bite, and he gets a 21. Dang, Sparky. Dang, Spark. For six piercing damage. I will trigger Constitution Saving Throw to maintain the darkness. Wow, gets an eight. <laughs> the darkness is dispelled hey! by Sparky. Hey! <laughs> All he freaking did was dead. 
All right. You got bonus action and movement, Shakara. Darkness is gone. That wasn't Everyone my action. See. That was Sparky's action. Uh, I believe it takes your action to oh. command it. Or does it take... What resource does it take of yours? Because it's... He doesn't work. He doesn't operate autonomously. He would have his own initiative, and he would, yeah, he, I would just, it'd be like talking to him. It's telepathic communication. Okay, I, I keep forgetting he has his own initiative. But you give him commands, though, right? What does the fine familiar spell actually say? Also, we didn't roll. So, can you roll me him, or we'll, we'll put him in? <laughs> he has a better initiative than me. <laughs> Eighteen. <laughs> Says your familiar acts independently of you, but it always obeys your commands. In combat, it rules its own initiative and acts on its own turn. Okay, well, we're gonna put Sparky with at your initiative just because of the way things worked out. Yeah. Uh, is there something special that you have that allows Sparky to attack? That's what I was just looking for. There you go. So additionally, when you take the attack action, you can forego one of your own attacks to allow your familiar to make one attack of its own. So you have a new this so this is fine we didn't actually screw anything up so you still have an attack because this would be you taking the attack action so instead of making a second one you you could have sparky go up there uh, so regardless your first attack because you can see wouldn't be disadvantage anyway so the darkness still being up technically before sparky would move doesn't actually affect anything so you can go ahead and make an attack on something if you like I'm going to see that Mia is handling the one that's next to her, the Tanneric, the mutant orc next to her, and I'm going to walk over to the other one to my left that is next to Drag. And as I'm walking over, I will say, Fuego! And my sword will... A dark flame will erupt from the blade. And the flames don't shed any light, but instead cause everything to dim in a 40-foot radius. Surprise, the darkness isn't quite gone. <laughs> <laughs> so you get blinding light for a second, and then it dims a bit. Blinding bad That's a 16 to hit. That is a hit. And I am going to unholy smite. So I'm now doing 2d6 for the sword, 2d6 for the unholy flame, and 2d8 for the unholy smite. 24 damage. Good hit. Dreg. Now we can see he sees one of these uh, on top of him again. Uh, he He's going to... Yeah, he's going to try to firebolt. Unfortunately, he is... Um, maybe he'll try to... Get out of there. Well, uh, there's... He's kind of surrounded. There's not much place to run. So he will just try to stand and fight with Shakara. And we'll try to firebolt this... Uh, orc, corn orc thing. Uh, that is unfortunately at disadvantage, and that's gonna be like a nine. So that's gonna be a miss. Finally, these horned orcs. See, their their great swords look look as like spiny as them. The handles are, are like there's no guard on them. It's just like a wrap of cloth that leads into metal. And by the tip of a, it's almost like they have their own growth of, of these horns at the top of them. They look very top-heavy. I guess we'll start with Shakara. So first, greatsword attack. For a 19. I will parry. As a reaction, I add 6 to my AC, which will bring it up to 24. 
That is, is that just for that attack? Yes, it's a, it's my reaction. It says, as a reaction, you add six to your AC against one melee attack that would hit you. Okay, great. One. And it follows up, its mouth wide open to, to reveal teeth like the same dark stained color of its horns across its body as it tries to bite you. Ooh, that one's going to be a 21. Not going to be that bad, though. It's only going to be nine piercing as it gets its mouth on you. Uh, minus three, so six. Another one steps up to Mullen, closing the distance, swinging with its greatsword. That is just going to be a hit at 12. Not that bad. Nine slashing to Mullen. But there is a bite coming. Oh, that one's going to hit. That's going to be a 17. Yeah, but it bites the horse, right? Seems it has no taste <laughs> for flesh but that of a wizard. Another 10 piercing. And there is one next to Shaft and Falzerin. Falzerin being the closest target with its greatsword. Oh, that's a natural 20. Oh, no. Ew. I would like to blink, please. <laughs> it's nothing special. You take 24 slashing. Oh. And it'll round for a bite. Oh, that's going to be a miss. That's an 11 on the bite. Uh, that's a miss with my uh, my mage armor. It gives me 13. Finally, last one on Mia. Again, greatsword. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's only a 14. Snap! But the bite is a 21. I will uh, Wrath of the Storm that as well. Sure, seven piercing from the bite. So I take the seven damage, but um, I can see him, right? Yep. So he hits me with an attack. He has to do a dex saving throw. Uh, 21. Uh, sorry, 20. All right. He, uh, uh, he saves. So half damage. Let's see here. Uh, five lightning or thunder. Does it matter which one? Mullen. I think Mullen is just going to... He's gonna get his horse to disengage, I guess. And go meet up with Halsa. And he can he can throw his own fireball back at the the horned orc. Oh my goodness. God, that's like a six. These wizards are terrible. Oh, no. Falzerin! <laughs> prove them prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Falzerin. Wizards suck. Prove me wrong. <laughs> change my mind. Yeah, change my mind. Dude. Thank you. Wizards suck. Change my mind. <laughs> wow, if you're counting on Falzern for that, be like, excuse me, we do not suck. We blow. <laughs> I am going cast Fireball. Very unpredictable of me. Count your dice. Um, I'm hoping to cast it at a at a point so pretty close to myself, um, but not so far enough away that it will catch Mullen and Halsa, which are looks like about 30, 25. Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically going to cast it sort of right next to myself, and then the 20-foot the uh, uh, radius should just miss Halsa and Mullen, and I'll be able to sculpt for everyone else, but... 
The horses. The horses are going to take it. Uh, you do know I am fire resistant. Just saying. Yeah. She's always going to take damage. It's just going to be. If you don't sculpt her, she will, yeah. I don't know that I would want But you also know I can call Buttercup back, so if you yeah. kill her, I'd only hate you for a little bit. <laughs> Plus, Faldron's horse is dead. He doesn't want to be the only one. Wouldn't be the first <laughs> time. Every time Faldron gets on anything that looks like a horse, it dies. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh Pegasus! Pegasus? I, I, oh, will, uh, I will remind you that uh, Denny's somewhere. That's true! Oh. Denny counts Denny. for needing to be sculpted? No, it's a method of transportation. <laughs> That's what he's saying, I think, right? Save a horse, ride a broom. <laughs> no, but like if if I if I if yeah, I kill a horse, the, if I broom. kill a horse or two, we, we still have Denny. What you okay. it's, it's, do what you okay, will. Bro. Do what you want with Denny. I guess. Wait, wait, what were you saying? That's what I thought you. <laughs> I think he was saying if you fly up on Denny first and then cast your fireball, you won't have to sculpt around yourself. I have to sculpt around myself. <laughs> yeah, you do. Freaking kidding me. It's my own oh, spell. God. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote the rules for this game? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's let's roll all this back. That's definitely <laughs> gonna happen, right? How does the action economy work for me to get on Denny and fly? Like, will that take my turn or? No, 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 no. I mean, we'll treat like a horse to get on Denny. It'll take half your movement, but then Denny has a like a sixty foot fly speed or whatever. I gave you. Okay. All right. So I only need to fly like what, like 15, 10, 15 feet in the air to be. Well, you you need to you need to fly outside of a twenty foot radius. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, then I'm looking at disengaging from the Tanarok that's right beside me. If you don't want to risk a, a, a hit. Sorry, horses. <laughs> it's come to this. So, myself, Shaft, Dreg, Mia, mm-hmm. and Shakara will be the five that I sculpt for. Does that mean you are casting I a fifth casting. level fireball no fourth torrent it's it's one it's plus the level plus level, one right? okay yeah so i'm gonna, I'm gonna upcast it okay i spent a lot of time naming this horse i'm sorry torrent. <laughs> i think that horse is toast okay so centered on yourself 20 feet right so yes you will just miss Halsa, Mullen, and their horses. Um, the Red Fangs are still up in the air, so they will not be uh, affected. But the Claw of Luthix, the, the elongated fingernail ones, have landed, so you'll get them too. And the Tanarok are all on the ground, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, Good. goodness gracious. Three, six. Yeah, count them nine. three times. <laughs> right? Three, six, nine. Don't say right. You need to know if you're right, not us. <laughs> I think you need to add like five more. I don't think it would do them any good. Uh, the Tanarek rolled very well <laughs> on their dexterity saving throws. Dang it. The lowest is uh, 15. My uh, The number to beat is uh, 16. Okay, great. Nice. So one failed, and then we had a 16, a 16, and an and a adjusted 20. So Tanarex, or three of the four will take half damage. 
uh, 31 damage for those who didn't pass. So you see the all four of the Tranrock too in this ball of fire. The the tips of their horns like almost you know as the, as the flames wash over them, the tips of the horns glow and you can see like the surrounding fire almost like absorbs into their horns as they are affected but not quite as, as uh, severely burned as you might expect. Extremely rude. Bill, you did Shikara a, a solid, you know? Now Shikara knows not to breath weapon them all, you know? Yeah, did Shikara see that too? You walked so Shikara could run, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> With a fourth level spell slot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, laugh it up, buddy. Listen, he's never going to spend his precious spells. He's got a flaming sphere if you keep making fun of him. Well, not against these guys, I'm not. Okay, but that does leave every one of your horses need to roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh, frick. Uh, even uh, if the they normal pass, riding horses have a dexterity of zero, I will remind you. Didn't you say their HP is like 10 or something? 13. Shaft's horse is on like three. three. He's Shaft's horse is on his last <laughs> leg. Torrent roll a 16, baby. But- but half of 31 is 15. Oh, they all die anyway. You actually are correct, even if they save they're all toast. <laughs> <Dang> <laughs> you see it. on the horses, their hooves, the Toy. fire around. No, I'm just, I'm sorry. The horses are dead. <laughs> Wait, uh, but how much damage did you do? Hot uh, dog. 15 uh, if they You actually, because it's, you, you round the half up. So actually on a save, on a successful save, all the horses will take 16 damage, 16 fire damage. Oh. But it's still 13 HP. Yeah, the riding horses, but the war horse, though, Buttercup might still be up. Buttercup has, according to this, a base of, if I don't roll for it, 19 hit points. And she has a dex of 1. So I got a, she got a 16. She saved. It's 16 to, what, who yeah. does the tie go to? To us. Goes to the person saving. To the horse. The tie goes to the horse. Nice. Um, Shikara and I are still best buds. Time out. Can my horse be a war horse because his name is Torrent? <laughs> you know, in Torrent's heart, Torrent was a war horse. But now he's a freaking wiener. He's a roasted now, hot dog. Now he is food for the Tower Watch. Yep. So Buttercup has three health left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First, you kill the Pegasuses. <sighs> Mia's pissed. Well done, Falzern. <laughs> No. Oh, I feel like. Oh my gosh, Bill, you have no regard for my war horse. As this intense round of combat, you know, uh, uh, plays out, the the sounds of of the battle uh, north of the tower. Right again, you see the ballista up there. Every so often, uh, one of the exploding bolts lances into the hordes of orcs. You can see. Each of the paladins themselves are carrying, uh, you know, torches in their hands. So there's light within the battle around them. Some of them are getting swarmed. Some of them are getting cut down. Uh, Many of the machines are holding fast against the orcs' weapons. But further behind them, even added to the chorus, as you know, generally the footsteps, the thundering footsteps have ceased as the orcs have met the two front lines clashing. But the, the, the sound of the steps picks up again. And you you can see stepping into some of the torchlight of one of the, the the paladins furthest out, more orcs, but their bodies are, are are misshapen and 
bloated in 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 the flickering no! lights. You see like these this kind of slimy oh. green pustules egg sacs covering oh, their frick. body. They do not look like the sacs you found in the tunnels beneath the lake. They look they look different. They they look diseased. And you see them shambling forward. And as a group of, of four of them meet this paladin and everybody around it, they explode. Caustic slime spread all over everything in the clear uh, the, the, the vicinity of, of the detonation. Behind them, more, half a dozen more of the same orcs charge forward towards you. That's it. End of the show. Thanks for listening. Before you go, I got a couple of things I want to tell you about. Uh, you can find the Encourageable Party all over the interwebs. You can just go to encourageableparty.com and you can find all the links there. While you're there, check out the Patreon. There's some really cool stuff you could do with the Patreon, like give inspiration to Shaft. Or you can waste it and give it to one of those other mooks. Even worse, you could give it to Leland. Also, you can get access to mini campaigns and other cool stuff that we do. You're automatically entered into all contests. I mean, it's, it's really a great deal. Uh, the Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music provided by TabletopAudio.com. Intro and outro music is by Josh Jarvis, and you can email him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com if you need any music stuff. Okay, that's it. Now you can go. Happy adventuring! <laughs>